Uh, so, all right. So here we go. Shannon, thank you so much for joining me today, this morning. It's, it's, it's an awesome start to my week and a great start to my Monday. Uh, so <laughs> for those who don't know you, could you um, go ahead and introduce yourself and a little bit of what you do and, and sort of, yeah, what, what got you started and, and what you're doing now? Sure, sure. So um, I started as a kid actor um, from New York originally, and I started auditioning, had an agent and a manager when I was in middle school, and that lasted until I went to college. And I always like to talk about that because that is where I really got a feel for the entertainment industry. And I also got a feel for the rejection that comes with it and Mm. the comparison (laughs) games that came with it. And so I, I could feel on a personal level, how, how negative the industry can be for people. And I decided to not pursue that when it came time for college, I decided to go the business route and I got my start in casting. Um, I discovered I liked casting through different internships. I got to intern for Conan O'Brien. I got to intern for, um, a publicist. I got to intern for a talent agency. So I really got to see a little bit of all the, the inner workings of the business and casting is what I was the most drawn to. Um, so I moved out to LA in 2014 after I graduated college and I got my first casting job with Telsey and company. And they are someone who I interned with in college. Um, they do a lot of Broadway shows. So I got to uh, work on the Wicked tour, the Newsies tour. I worked on a movie called did The Intern. Did you yeah. go directly to LA or did you, did you, was this in New York? So half, half and half. So started interning my senior year of college full-time and then they asked me to freelance with them when I moved to LA so they didn't have an office at the time when I was moving to LA but they came out to um run their equity calls for Wicked and they were working on another show at the time um so I got to work with them for a few weeks when I when I moved out here so Yes to New York and yes to LA for both of them. Um, And then from there, I started working with Bullock and Snow casting and they do a lot of kids shows. So Nickelodeon shows, um, Henry Danger and Game Shakers. We're we're a little bit older. I don't think we would know them, but those were the shows. And then from there, I moved over to Greenstein Daniel casting. I was there for seven years. And I worked on over 50 TV shows with them. They were an office that would just do so many shows at once. And it was all hands on deck. Whatever associate was covering one show, we would help with that. And it was cool because I really got to grow my resume and work with so many different creative teams and actors and producers and writers. And I loved it. Um, But as a hobby on the side, I was working on mindset work, intuitive work, energy work. And that is something my mom kind of taught me to do. Like ever since I was 16 years old, she is somebody who had a chronic, still has a chronic illness, but is able to uh, really help her symptoms with holistic energy work and journaling and just getting some of the the pain out you know through journaling she does reiki and this is something i saw her do when i was in high school and i saw how how much she was benefiting from it it was fun it was easy it was getting her out of 
depression, which was some of the side effects from the medicine doctors were giving her. And I was like, wow, I'm going to start journaling. Like this seems cool. And so she was reading the the book, the secret at the time, which is really big on the law of attraction. And I just fell in love with that work and was always drawn to people who were very in tune with that. So intuitive healers, psychic mediums, like, you know, there's a whole umbrella of people that practice picking up on energy and moving energy, working with energy. And so that was always my hobby on the side of casting. And with that being said, I was starting to pick up on energy really easily. So when I would be auditioning actors, I could feel right away from the second they walked into the room, how they felt about their audition, about their worth. It was just, I could feel it. And I would say nine times out of 10, it wasn't great. It wasn't positive feelings. I really saw most people letting anxiety take over, letting fear take over, comparing themselves to other actors in the room. And that never felt good to me. And of course you only have so much time to audition somebody. I couldn't sit there and be like, so let's talk about your feelings now. Right. right? So basically money at the end, right. You only have a couple of seconds. You got to move on to the next one. Yes. I basically just had to read them and then say, okay, great. Thanks so much. And you know, I did it for seven years and I still loved it. I was good at it. I had fun. The office was amazing, but I knew something was telling me what I call my higher self was kind of giving me this intuitive nudge of, Hey, you are meant to be doing something else. Like you're meant to help these actors in a different way. And so during the pandemic, I decided to leave casting, but it was really hard. It felt like a breakup to me because I loved it. It was like, what am I doing? I'm leaving a steady paycheck. I'm leaving an office that I love. I'm leaving a job that I love. But I was following my gut of saying, okay, I know something bigger is coming for me, for my purpose. And so um, a week into the pandemic, literally a week after our last day at the casting office, no one knew what was going on. TV shows were shut down. I decided to just make a coaching Instagram and say, hey, I'm coaching actors. Um, I at first took the audition approach saying I'm working in casting. Let me help you with your auditions. But I found in those sessions, I started to work more on mindset and I started to talk to actors about like, okay, how can we bring more of our authentic self to, to this work and what's holding us back from being our authentic self. And I just noticed I was having these deeper conversations with actors that, actually helps them with their auditions more so than the typical acting session would. And I said, wow, maybe, maybe I am a mindset coach for actors. And so I'm still doing both. I still do audition coaching. I still do uh, mindset coaching, but I would say majority of my day is working with actors on their mindset, on their self-worth, practicing mindful techniques and, and energy routines to just balance them out and feel grounded throughout the day i i love that and i i really i love your page i mean i've been following it since since i met you in uh when when you did that when when we did that panel for sula and that was a great experience because we got to see i really enjoyed your talk because of how uh i i think what you said is 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 you hit it on the nose with energies of people you know with some people you're just like ah okay i want to I just feel like this is not bullshit. You know what I mean? Like when this person's talking to me, they're talking to me from a genuine organic, you know, place where it's like, Hey, I, 
I just, this works for me and let me share it with you. That's sort of how I felt when you were talking, right? Yeah. And, and, and that was refreshing. And, and at the same time, it, it was like, you were, you were so, you were so nice and, and, and friendly. I was like, Oh, let me, you know, keep, keep seeing. Cause I, I think that with, when you're talking about, um, you know, selling yourself in a room and, and like you said, you only have so many seconds, like you want to put everything about yourself in those couple of minutes or, or that you have, you know, where you want to be able to, to show who you are in the most uh yeah and and it's complicated because again it's it's only a couple of seconds you're going to read someone on on how they are but people want to be able to work with you and people want to be able to be like oh i want to see this person you know seven days a week for for three months and do this movie with them or or whatever yeah Yeah. i think that's very important uh my mom is uh is a ayurvedic teacher i don't know if you know what what that is so it's Yeah, so so it's uh, she's uh, she went to India to study. She did like sixty thousand hours or some crazy thing like that. So she studied uh, she studied different forms of yoga and meditation, and and this is like a very ancient sort of healing um, energy work and also uh, meditation work that for people with chronic illnesses, for people with cancers, for people with you know uh, like. how do you call it? Uh, the uh, uh, I, I forget the words in English. Sorry, but You're yeah. Good. So for for muscle diseases and stuff like arthritis, that, arthritis, maybe arthritis. Exactly, yeah. that's right. My grandmother has that. So so people who have stuff like that, you know, it, it really helps them, you know, connect with their body and sort of let go of a lot of, like you said, a lot of anxiety and a lot of stresses that inhibit us. And like, you know, you know, a lot of people I feel like walk into a room, especially with actors, and you see that tension. You know what I mean? And it's like a tension that impedes you from, from being in that moment when you're doing a scene. So, uh, sorry, I went on a rant there, but I, I really relate to, to what you're saying and, and the, way you, the way you speak in your, in your post and everything. At least it helps me sometimes. It's like, okay, let me, let me uh, tackle today this way. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. And one thing I want to touch upon there is I feel like you understand, like, I feel like at least the way that you come off is, you know who you are, you know your self-worth, you know that that. you don't have to do anything beyond who you are. And I think where most actors are getting stuck is saying, oh, who do I have to be to make casting like Mm -hmm. me? And they go outside of themselves and they end up putting on this little act that any casting director can sniff out. And it's, if only they knew it's as simple as just be yourself. Just be exactly who you are Um, because yeah, yes, you are selling casting in a way. Right. But if those words sound hard to you, just know that, Hey, like I need to like who I am today Mm -hmm. and know that that will radiate into the room and, and, you know, attract others. Can I ask you one of the things that really, uh, I was listening to a comedian. I love to listen to other podcasts and other especially writing process and actors process and stuff like that uh, for example kevin hart has this podcast called comedy gold mines that they specifically talk about uh yeah it, it's a gold mine because you're talking you know, like with 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 artists and how to produce and how to do this stuff and a lot of them talk about journaling and you mentioned that at the beginning so i, I really wanted to ask your perspective on that because that's something i've i've sort of uh i've been uh, i've always been like uh, i don't want to do that yeah 
But as a writer, I realized I've taken a couple of courses. It's like, that's where all your writing comes from, you know, from your journals, from your ideas that you write down and you look at them. And then like, that's where my stories get a little bit better. Dialogue gets better. So, yeah. So what is your perspective on journaling? Yeah, it's funny you're, you're asking me this because I was falling asleep last night and I, this gets a little hippy dippy, but a lot of times before I fall asleep is usually when I will just get what I call a download. And sometimes it'll be my, my higher self. What, what I'm saying for anyone listening is consciousness that is connected to your universal energy, you know, gut feelings. And it's not like this happens every night, but I would say a couple of times a week, I'll just get a random thought. And right before I went to bed last night, I heard, Hey, you should talk more about journaling because a lot of people don't know how to do it. And I'm like, Oh, that's random. Cause I do a journal with a purpose course and I haven't done it in eight months. And it was just funny that that was my last thought. And, and now you're yeah, asking. No, exactly. I think, you know what that is? Uh, you know what that's called? Uh, my teacher calls it cosmic consciousness. Love that. It's like, it's like, there's, you know, there's your consciousness, then there's a societal consciousness, and then there's a cosmic consciousness of everything in the planet that just, it's like you said, it's, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit out there, but, but I, I think that when, when you talk to energy, it only, it would only make sense that everyone is connected on a higher level. You know what I mean? Really? Absolutely. Which is just so beautiful. Um, so yes, journaling, um, it can feel scary because you're like, okay, here's this blank page. What, where do I start? Right. But the, the thing that should give everybody comfort is you can't mess journaling up. Basically what I see journaling. For, I feel like I could, I swear. I swear. I could, <laughs> if anyone could, I, 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 I probably could mess it up. <laughs> no, I promise you, you will be great at it. Um, it's a way of releasing, right. And that can be good things, bad things, uh, things you need clarity around. And so I, I don't journal every single day. Um, I know like you look. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I can't, I can't hear you. My apologies. Uh, give me, give me one second. My, my uh, headphones that I just need to need to go get the charger. Sorry. so sorry you're fine. oh my gosh you're fine don't worry about uh, it sorry if you hear so, my dog no I, yeah what type of dog do you have i have a little four and a half pound cavapoo uh oh, he's, that sounds adorable 
he is adorable. He's laying on his pillow over there. He's <laughs> he just likes to bark at noises. He's not a yapper like most little yeah. dogs are, but he, you know, if he hears a noise, he's gonna make it known that he's here. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Uh, so you were journaling. Saying, yeah. So you were talking about journaling, and you were saying I I cut off when you were saying it. You don't journal every night. Yes, I don't journal every day. I only journal when I feel called to do so. So maybe it's a couple times a week. Maybe it's once every other week. It's going to look different. And I like to do it when I have a lot in my brain that I just need to get out or a lot of just energy that I need to get out of my body. I do it when I feel I'm not getting intentional enough with my goals. Um, I do it when I feel I have to release something or someone from my energy field. Um, and so there's so many different ways to journal. Even a to-do list is journaling. You're getting thoughts out onto paper where it's structured and it is intentional and purposeful. And so I feel like most people are journaling, whether they realize it or not, to-do lists, Um, I love doing what they call brain dumping, which is like, ah, I have a lot of thoughts and ideas in my head. Where do I begin? Well, just get all the thoughts out on paper and then try and make sense of it after, because I feel like at least I'm guilty of doing this. I will have a thought and I'll say, oh, I'll just remind myself to do it later. And then I'll forget about the thought, right? Or I'll have a bunch of little thoughts and I'll, it it basically delays my process, but if I put it out on paper, it I don't know, for me creates a little bit more accountability of just like, Oh, it's in front of me. Like, and once it's done, I can cross it off versus it just living in your head rent free, you know? So, um, a couple of different ways I like to journal brain dumping to do lists. I like to do intentions for the week. What do I want to call in? Um, what do I want to release? Um, what am I grateful for? Um, even just having a moment of gratitude and writing a whole list or story, however you want to write it around. I think, I think that's it. That's a, that's a huge one that most people don't, because a lot of people, you know, when I was a kid, I, I, I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so a big thing for me was to pray every night. Mm-hmm. And I sort of, uh, as I grew older and I became more spiritual, I, I, I sort of stopped doing all those things. But then I yeah. realized that was beneficial to me. That part I, I like because it helped me process my day. So when I've started journaling, it's like, what am I grateful for? What, what sort of stuff do I, what am I looking forwards and what can I do? Like opportunities that I can appreciate right now, right? Yeah, I, I was the same way. I, I grew up um, Methodist, which is a form of Christianity. And I, as I got more spiritual, I, I didn't, it didn't resonate with me as much, but I did pray as a kid. And yeah, same thing. It helps you pinpoint what I'm grateful for, what I'm asking for help with, uh, what I want to happen. And a lot of people do that through prayer. Um, journaling is very similar. You know, there's, there's no rhyme or reason. Every page can look different. Um, I know that I always like for a new month or the new year or my birthday, I always do a big journal sesh on every area of my life that I want to manifest. And so just a few weeks ago for new year's, I had 11 pages of manifestations that I want to see happen at some point. I'm not going to put a timeline on it saying it has to happen today or this year, but getting intentional about my desires is important. It helps you 
align energy with energy. And so I did a whole page on health. I did, I did a whole page on finances. I did a whole page on vacations. I did a whole page on my business, um, friends, family. And so I think that's kind of fun too, because a lot of times people aren't used to going, Oh, wow. I never thought like, this is, this is what I wanted, but now that I'm talking about it, this is what I want. And I do have specific needs around this thing. Most people have these general ideas in their head. Like for actors, they say, well, I want an agent, right. Or I want to be a series regular. Well, what type of agent are you calling in? What is this female? Is it male? Is this agent someone that talks to you all the time? Is it someone that kind of like lays off the gas? Is it someone so Basically, I'm just saying you want to get super, super specific with what you're trying to manifest because energy is matching energy. And if you are in this gray area of, "Eh, I don't know, I don't really know what I want. Well, then what are you going to match up with? You're going to get things that you don't really know what you want. Um, So I find it really helpful. That's one of my favorite ways to journal is just get in touch with what I want to call in, what I'm trying to align my energy with and attract into my 3D world, my physical world. That's great. That reminds me, I have a, I have a mentor who's a producer from, from Syracuse who, who, who always says in, in his classes and in interviews, you know, who are you, what do you want and where are you going? Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, it, it, it's a way to center yourself. And again, wh- what are you trying to, I think the way you, we, the word you use is great manifest, you know, what are you trying to get from, from, from the world, from, from this Maya, from this dimension, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so let me ask you, uh, in terms of that, what, what do you think are, are key, um, or, 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 or things that you've being a mentor and being a coach that have helped your clients or, or, or actors that, you know, manifest those things and start, because one of the things that I love about, about following your page is how much support and how much recognition you give to those actors that, that are working with you, that, that they're making it, you know, that are, that are starting their career. And I think that's lovely. And, yeah. and that's a wonderful, like, Oh, fi- the, the, you know, there they go. And I think it, I think the mindset is a huge, is a huge aspect to that. So could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to, there's one story in particular where I was like, Whoa, like it is, it is 99% mindset. Like it is because again, that's what gets you out of bed in the morning. That is what's motivating you to prepare the scene. That is what is getting you excited about, you know, performing the scene. Um, it is that energy that's carrying you through the whole process. And I had one student who has been acting for eight years and she's never had a callback in eight years. And one day she got on a zoom with me, we were working on an audition and she was just in a funk. I could tell from the second I, I opened up the room and I saw her face on camera. She was having a a really rough day. And she was saying, you know, Shannon, I'm just so, I'm so burnt out. I've been doing this eight years. I've had no callbacks. I haven't been on set. I don't know what's, what's happening. And basically we, I said, okay, we're not going to work on the scene right now. We're going to have a full on mindset session. And we broke it down and I knew I'm not going to like get into her details, but I could see the exact issue of what was blocking her. And we worked through it. She, she was like, holy shit. Yes, this is it. And 
after that session, she was a completely different person. And I ended up getting a text message from her. She said, Hey, I ended up just recording this because I felt so good after our mindset session. So I just recorded it now. Um, can you just watch it before I send it to my agents managers? And I watched this and it was an audition for a series regular role. And I said, this is the best audition I've ever seen you do. Mm. I said, we just released something. Well, she ended up getting a callback. Then she ended up getting a director session. Then she ended up getting tests, a test deal. Wow. And she was down to the final two. She didn't get it. But the fact that- but Yeah, the fact she, that she's in the final two, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, and to never have had a callback in her right. life. And I'm like, this, this is the work. And I mean, that's just one of hundreds of stories of people right. that I work with where it's just like, it's so obvious what the answer is. Um, but so basically I, we, I know we got off topic a little bit. You were asking like, what are some ways people can manifest? Like, how does that work? Is that what you were asking? Well, well, sort of, I mean, like what were you talking about is sort of that, I think that also plays, plays in that. I feel like a lot of, a lot of people are physically, uh, like you you said, uh, stuck, not stuck, but physically, like there's, you can tell that there's something holding them back. Yes. You know what I mean? I think that's a, that's a huge thing that I learned when I was, you know, studying theater and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, the, the it, you know, the teacher knows you're not in it because you can see it in your body. You know, you can yes. see in words, but that it has nothing to do with how you're, you know, it's, it's all completely, physical language is a huge part. So huge. Uh, how, how would you say that you help people release their yeah. true inner selves? Yeah, great question. Um, this exercise that I'm going to tell you is what I do in every single mindset rooted class that I teach. And the analogy that I always give is when you think of a plane, the plane is the thing that you want. The plane is the series regular role. The plane is the agent. The plane is money, opportunities, whatever it is. But it can't land on the runway because on the runway currently is unworthiness around what what you deserve or uh in the past maybe a teacher said to you you're not good enough and you'll never have an agent and basically that runway is filled with crap that we have just kind of piled on over the years what i call limiting beliefs right and a lot of times it's rooted from when we were in childhood um and sometimes it's not even a conscious memory that we remember um it's deep deeply rooted in our subconscious mind um and we got to clear that runway in order for that desire to land so i'm never just flat out saying hey let's manifest today like and like we dive right into it in my mindset program we spend 2 to 3 weeks uncovering what is blocking the desire. And it's essentially you are blocking the desire, but it's from an experience that was, that, that was something you were involved in. Right. So when we are born into this world, we only have two fears, fear of falling and fear of loud noises. Any other fear has been taken on from an experience from somebody. And so we need to recognize that all of those fears aren't true. We, we think it's true in our mind, but we kind of need to debunk it and reframe it and, and release it into something that makes us feel better. Right. So if you're saying, Hey, like I, I am 
to an experience to be an actor. Let's say that is a limiting belief that is playing in somebody's head over and over again. That's what's on the runway. And the plane saying, hey, I have a job opportunity can't land because you keep saying I'm too inexperienced, I'm too inexperienced. Well, where did that come from? Like, is where did that belief stem from? Was it because a professor, your mom, your dad, your friend, your next door neighbor said to you like, oh, you're never gonna make it, right? Like you're, you're starting this too late in life, right? Or is this something that you're seeing on social media? You see all these other people your age that are booking things, right? Um, but it's something that you've created and you have the equal opportunity to listen to a different story. So if it was me, I would start saying, well, what's something that I can root to? Well, acting is a wonderful industry where you can start new at any point in time. There are 80 year old actors working who started a year ago, right? There's no structure, almost like being a doctor where you have to like follow this, this role all the way up to being the actor. You can be an actor today, yesterday, tomorrow, doesn't matter. And so you kind of have to disprove that lie and say, I'm going to reach to something that makes me feel more empowered and something that I can shift from a fear-based thought to a love-based thought. And so that's where the process begins. I know this is kind of lengthy, but essentially we're clearing our runway. We are saying, hey, the energy on the runway is not matching up with the desire of the plane landing. It needs to match in order for the plane to land. Um, so that's something I have people work on and write letters to old limiting beliefs or to people that have maybe caused these beliefs in the first place to start and release it, release it from your energy field, because there's no point of reflecting on those stories of the past if it's keeping you stuck from where you're going. You know what I mean? No, I, I absolutely know what you mean. Um, that it, not only does it not only does it make a lot of sense, but I think that I'm I'm thinking about situations where me personally that's happened to me. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, I I, I don't want to do this because I'm X or Y. You know, this happened, and it's like I don't. You know, ah. Uh, I've been told about this and it's like, no, just if you, even if you take the risk, you realize it's all, it's all fictitious. It's not real. You yes. know what I mean? There's, there's no, there's no actual thing impeding you from doing something. It's like, totally. it. and a lot of people get stuck in these patterns because in a way they almost feel like it's easier to play the victim. It's and what I mean by that is they they root to their ego more than they root to their higher self, and their ego is the one that is comparing, placing victim, um, saying all the reasons why you can't do something, letting fear set in. And I I mean every single day I hear an actor say something like, "Well, I haven't had auditions because you know my agent my agent just is terrible, right?" And that's the story that they keep playing and playing and playing and playing what do you see over time? They're not getting auditions right. and I, but they get comfortable in repeating. Oh, well, that's just the story. That's the story. Like, this is why, this is why I'm not on TV yet. Right. And you can change that story at any point in time. And yes, maybe there are circumstances where it is actually the agent not getting you stuff, but it could also be the words that you're putting out energetically that you are aligning with. If you're someone that says, I never get auditions, What's the universe going to match that's, you with? Absolutely. That's something my mom always told me. And that's something that I've, you know, I've struggled with in the sense of like, well, I, I think everyone struggles with when you beat yourself up, every artist, you know, it's like, oh, that's this shit. And, the, yeah. and then you start believing what you're saying, 
you know what I mean? And it's like, then, and then when you do it, it's shit. And then other times you're just like, let me just, I feel like this is great. And then you start believing that yourself and it, people can see that the joy and the love that you have for what you're doing, you know? Yes. Yes, totally. Can I ask you, uh, I have one more question as a, as a, as a mind coach, and then I have a question for yeah. you as a, as a casting director. Of course. So as, as, so what, uh, what do you think are the steps or, or what would be the, the step that you take with, with people that you're working with, actually working with into um, figuring out what they want? Because I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. don't know what they want, you know? Yeah. They're, they're sort of lost. And, and I feel like that can create a lot of stress for a person. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm, there's like so many things running through my brain right now. I would say... You want to look in areas of your life that you are feeling fulfilled. So if you're experiencing a lack in one area, if you focus on the lack, you're going to keep repeating the lack over and over again. So the advice I always give is, well, where is another area in your life where you're not feeling the lack, where you're feeling the love, where you're feeling the excitement, what is bringing you joy? And we kind of, I guess in a way it's almost working backwards of like, Let's see where we're at in life. What is currently bringing you happiness and fulfillment? And that could be as little as hanging with this specific friend. Well, what do we like about that friend? I like this energy, right? Or I like working in the kitchen or I like, and maybe there's, I don't know if you're saying, well, what is like the extreme example of someone who says there is nothing in my life that I am enjoying, right? I think- I would take them back to a time where they were happy and what caused the switch of what was the moment that you said, I'm not enjoying this anymore, you know? And to me, it's like, you're playing detective with yourself. You have to pinpoint where it came from in order to release it. You can't just what every coach says, throw spaghetti at the wall and think something's going to stick. You need to know the exact thing that you that was, that brought this on. Right. So we can kind of reroute that in your body, reframe it in your body to a new story. Um, but I I would say I'm fortunate enough to work with clients who at least have some happiness somewhere. You know, I, I think if I saw, if I saw somebody hurting that deeply, I would probably recommend, seeing, you know, I'm not a professional therapist or anything. Um, I think what I do is, is empower people from where they're at and where they're going. And I think people who maybe just can't see light anywhere right now are really stuck to more past. And I think therapy is a great way to help with past things. I am somebody that works with more of like, where are we at now? Like what's, what's the baseline and where do we want to get to? And, and we kind of just like balance that out eventually, but I don't know. I think it's a hard question to answer because I, I have not had that experience yet of working right. with somebody who's just like, I'm unhappy in every single area. So, of my so life. when you ask, for example, when you ask your clients, so where do you want to get to, or, or how, sure. how sometimes um, I feel like some, some people can have a uh, very, my, my, my brother said something to me. He's, he's a, he's an, he's a, a consultant for businesses. So it's a completely different thing, you know, yeah. but he said it to me that stuck to me. And he said like uh, reachable attainable goals or something like that. 
Sure. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like a lot of people are like, all right, I want $10 million. You know, it's like, well, okay, yeah. but, but you know, that's not, that's not going to happen just like that. You know, how do you get right. to, to those levels and stuff like that? So, so yeah. when you're working with clients that, that uh, are ambitious and want stuff, how do you uh, put their feet on the ground and are like, okay, this is the first step that we need to Yes. Love that question. So I always tell them to visualize a ladder. The top of the ladder is the $10 million that you want, right? Or it's the series regular role that you want. You can't reach the top of the ladder without climbing all the little steps to get up to that ladder, right? And so even that image alone helps me, helps them go, okay, yeah, we're on our way up. We just can't reach the top yet, but we can find gratitude and celebrate each step as we're going up. And that's really what, what I like to force and drive people into thinking, oh, wait, I can celebrate this. This is a step in the right direction. A month ago, I wasn't getting any auditions, but this month I'm getting auditions. Next month, it might be callbacks. The month after it might be your first booking, right? And I find that a lot of my clients um, will come to me and say, okay, I've done a couple of co-star roles. Like I'm ready. I'm ready for the guest star. Like I'm just kind of, I'm done with the co-stars. And they, they seem to have the on to the next one energy, which I think just, that's just as a society, we all do. We're like, great, achieve this goal. What's the next thing we need to sit and celebrate because the thing that just happened was something that we were wanting for so long. And it's so easy. People just let it pass them by where I'm like, no, 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 we need to celebrate this. Do you remember two months ago, you wanted to be a co-star on a show and now that's happened. You need to continue to sit in that because we always want to be mindful of energy matching energy. So if you then just say, all right, guest star, right. In a way you're putting out lack of saying, well, where's my guest star at? Like, I'm, where's, you know what I mean? So I, I tell people to sit in the love, sit in the celebration and know that that's just going to build. That's just going to build and build. The universe will continue to give you things to be grateful for. You can make it known that you want to be that series regular, but you can't be searching for it every day and wondering why it's not here. Cause again, that's rooted in lack, which is rooted in fear. And we need to root ourselves in love in order to attract things that are love-based. Cause those are really the only two emotions that everything in life is rooted in fear or love. That's it. And so I, I try to create the awareness around celebrate everything, um, get excited where you're going and know that we can take time out of the equation. The universe has your back, right? Because it's so easy to have the thing accomplish and then just move right on to the next one. But for me, I'll think about that thing all the time and say, thank you universe. Thank you again for that coaster that happened to me. You know, I'm still feeling so good from that. You know, I'm worthy of, of more co-stars and guest stars. I'm worthy of all of this, you know, and just, just staying in that abundance. I love what you're saying. I think, uh, I think it's, it goes back to what we were talking about gratitude. You know, a lot of people just don't stop and just say, okay, I'm thankful for what I have right now. Cause it won't, you know, it's, it's, it's a fleeting moment, you know, what I yeah. mean? Like it won't happen again and, and there's no guarantees after. So might as well just enjoy what you, what you got that success that you, that you that were able to achieve. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really beautiful. And I'm, I'm thinking of, it really is one step at a time. And it's like, I, I'm thinking of a metaphor, like in my head, like, 
you know, walking a bunch of stairs and then it's like, oh shit, I still have so much to go. And so mm-hmm. many little, so like very few people will look down and be like, oh, but look at how much I've already climbed. Yes. Yes. Like that, that's really what you're saying. It's like, okay, but look, look at, you appreciate look yourself at what, what you've done. Right. Yes. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. uh, moving on as a, as a, I have one last question as a casting director, what, yeah. what do you think, or, or not, what do you think, but what, what have you viewed, you know, when you're in the casting room and whatnot, what, what are the, I mean, a lot of, a lot of uh, casting agents and stuff, uh, directors stuff, always say of confidence, you know, of course, and someone who's secure about themselves and stuff, but on a, on a further level, I think I, I'm talking more like uh, professional, professional wise, what do you think, you know, because I, I feel like there's a lot of people, especially nowadays, you know, you have a lot of uh, TikTok stars and stuff like that. And a lot of people talk about that, like, you know, comedians that are, you know, TikTok famous mm-hmm. and they'll, you know, basically sell out a show in a comedy store and they have very little material or like they have a minute, right? Of 32, 30 second videos, but they don't really have the substance for a whole hour show or something, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, where where do you differentiate as a casting director? What are the things that differentiate someone who, you know, maybe has a pretty face or, just has the luck of, of being uh, marketable at that moment versus someone who's professional and someone who you're like, I want to work with this person. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm, can you try and reword it another way? Yeah. Like, so I, think I get what you're saying, but if you could just elaborate. What do you think, uh, what do you think separates a professional actor versus a mediocre actor? Sure. Sure. Um, I want to, I'm going to reframe that because I, I, I never want an actor to, to be like, you're the mediocre actors and you're the professional actors. Right, my part. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, no, no. It's all good. It's fine. Because I have seen the professional actors crash and burn in mm. auditions. You would be shocked at like some pretty big name actors that I have personally auditioned who completely uh I hate to say bombed it but really and and you could see if it was nerves you can see if they were just having a bad day whatever it may be but so to me I, I don't like to categorize it by that but I would just say when someone uh is like what separates a good audition from a bad audition maybe right. or let's let's just say that I would say I look for two things authenticity uh, like, do I feel, even if I don't know you, I can kind of tell if you are staying in the essence of who you are versus pulling from somewhere else. It's, I don't know if that's something everybody can pick up on, but it's something I've always been able to pick up on. And so I've always looked for authenticity. And that is what I preach and teach in all of my acting sessions and classes, because you have to, it has to come from you. I am somebody that would never say create this backstory of somebody. It's like, no, what is relatable about this character and what experience in your life, what um, energies, emotions, expressions, I call them attributes, can you connect to that have happened in your life that you can put into this scene? Like, I want to see you in that scene. Um, And So I would say authenticity and relatability that to me, like if I can see someone and I'm like, oh my God, this person reminds me of a friend or Mm. whatever it is. I feel like when we're watching TV, when we like a show, 
I feel like there's a weird relatability factor there. Not, not with everything. Cause don't get me wrong. Like I I'm watching Ozark right now. Do I know anybody that is <laughs> smuggling money? Yeah. No, right. no, there's nothing relatable about that, but you can look at the character still and say like they, they just, they're real. You can feel that they are real people. And so when you get someone that comes in and just kind of puts on this sticky, you know, there's a time and place for this, by the way, multicams and kids shows. Yeah. You can be this very big personality outside of who you are and, and, uh, you know, cheese it up a little bit, but that just doesn't resonate with me. Like that is the bread and butter for multicams. But to me, I I need to see a real person. You know what I mean? Like I need to see, I love when someone reminds me of a friend or a family member or a funny kooky teacher I had, or it could even be, you remind me of somebody that I'm watching on TV right now. And so I don't know that that would be my answer. Um, I'm yeah. sure every casting person is going to have something different, but that would be the two things that stand out to me. I really like that answer because I feel like it reminds me of, of the idea that I always have in the back of my head of adding a third dimension to any character, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of times you end up with this caricature or this sort of unrelatable, you know, just, just you know, it's it's like. That's why I think like things like, you know, the Batman, the trilogy of the Batman is so great because it's a, a relatable guy in, in a lot of senses as a person, not obviously not the situation, but you can relate to to his demons or something like that and what yeah. he's trying to do. And I think that when you see that in a performance, you you talk about that authenticity and really become vulnerable and like, and, and yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's great. Okay. Well, Shannon. Thank you so much. This has been very beneficial for me and I hope that uh, a lot of people can, can benefit from this as well. But you've definitely, Thank you for uh, no, that's uh, amazing. And you've definitely left me with a lot of thoughts in my head and I hope that we can reconvene in, in LA soon. I'm going to stop the video and I hope we can have a little moment sure. to, to keep talking. Of course. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening. Yeah.